Streets and Scholars, Alex Alonso and FG, bringing you another banger. What's going on with the general? The general's in the house. No, no motherfucking (laughs) doubt. It's all good, Alex. How you doing today? Oh, man, it's all good. I'm just over here. um, Well, shit, the uh, first thing I wanted to tap in with was Tory Lanez real quick. Yeah, he was back in court today. Was he there or just attorney? No, nah, he was there. Mm-hmm. We got to see we got to see bro in this county jumpsuit. Oh yeah, because he's in car. <laughs> yeah, he's incarcerated. Yeah, he's yeah, incarcerated yeah. now. He's uh, technically he's he's serving his time because he's getting credit for every day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That he's in the county, no doubt. So whatever his sentence is going to be, he's already he's already into the sentence. Yeah. But yeah, they uh, they had a special hearing today because he changed his attorneys. He changed his uh, from he had George McDesian and he um, decided to go with with David Kenner. Yeah, that was surprising to me, man. I, I don't know what the move was about, but it was surprising to me. Yeah. And everyone knows David Kenner from the Suge Knight no death, doubt, row death days. row days. Yeah, I believe he helped uh, bail Tupac out of jail back in 95. Uh, yeah, somewhere up in there. Yeah. And um, he also helped with Snoop Dogg's a murder case mm-hmm. back in 93. So, uh, yeah, he's been around for a minute, but I'm not really sure what, what can he do after the fact. That's what I was wondering. <laughs> you know what I mean? When you said you was at court today, I was wondering, you know, like, damn, what's going on? Um, is he following a motion? Is, uh, what's going, you know? Well, they just uh, put it on record that he is the new attorney. So mm-hmm. no, no motion's been filed. They even rescheduled the sentencing for February 28th. But I already know that David Kenner is going to be trying to do some sort of appeal. Right probably do um, some sort of try to get bail bond appeal yeah, yeah. yeah. so um, that's definitely I'm sure why Tory Lanez decided to go with this attorney because he's got specialty in that area no doubt so um, but yeah when I was in the court today though it was a trip because after the hearing was over which was really short and I got to the hearing a few minutes late I think the hearing uh, was finished by 145 it must have started I um, mean, they were scheduled to start at one thirty. They probably didn't start right away. I got there about one forty, mm-hmm. so I missed a few minutes. Right. I got. I heard the, the tail end of it, and then after in the hallway at about let's say one fifty two, uh, David Kenner is accusing me of recording parts of the hearing with my cell phone. No shit. Yeah. That's crazy. Well, were you? No. I oh, okay. <laughs> I got to ask too. No, nah, absolutely not. Yeah. I, have, I have never whipped out my cell phone inside a courtroom ever. No, I think, I think, I think, I mean, you know, I think you got more integrity than that, uh, you know, from what you didn't display on, you know, handling some of these cases. But uh, so, well, so what ended up happening? Well, the, uh, the bailiff, the the deputy came out into the hallway and and came up to me and said, hey, the judge wants to holler at you. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking, OK, uh, Judge David Hereford, I know the dude. Mm-hmm. We worked together before. Oh, OK. Maybe he just wants to see how I'm doing. Right, right, right. We've had small chat before. Yeah. So I'm like, OK, the judge wanted to see how I'm doing. No problem. I walk in there and it's like um, David Kenner standing behind me. I look over. I'm like, OK, what's going on? David Kenner says, uh, I believe this man was recording the hearing. And uh, the judge says, well, Alex knows better than that. So I voluntarily yeah. handed my phone over to the deputies just so that there's no funny style right, right, stuff right, going right, on. Right. I said, go look through my phone. So the deputy looked through the phone. She even went into the uh, deleted folder, mm-hmm. you know, just to see if yeah, I was yeah. moving stuff around. And she told the judge, no, nah, there's nothing on his phone. 
So uh, I just thought that was bizarre, crazy. Uh, I think this is a, a result of just how ghetto and how messy the people that go to this trial have made this. It's, they've made it a spectacle, really. Yeah, yeah. So um, I don't know where that came from, but nah, I absolutely is 100% innocent on that. Well, I'm going to be honest with you. You know they're going to, even if it's just David Kenner or some of his people, they're going to have somebody watching your page, bro. You know <laughs> what I mean? To see if anything come out of that sort. You know, like you say, I mean, you hand-delivered the information verbally anyway, but at the same time, uh, he, he going to be watching. Well, you know, I was actually giving Tory Lanez the benefit of the doubt this whole entire trial. Yeah, but it wasn't on Tory. You know, I don't think Tory said, man, you know, uh, I think Alex, you know, I think that was something on Davis Kenner behalf. You know, I don't know if you guys have something in the past or anything like that, but at the same time, it probably was strictly on his behalf. And uh, or maybe he really thought he, he saw something. You know what I mean? Well, no, he said that. Um, OK, so after after the whole thing was over and after they gave me back my phone, and um, we were back in the hallway. I actually was having a meeting with another attorney that had nothing to do with Tory Lane's case. Mm -hmm. I was there meeting on a trial that we got coming up that I'm consulting with. And I see Kenner in the hallway talking to a whole bunch of people. Mm -hmm. So I said, you know what, let me, I, I need to address this. Right, right, Just right. so he knows who I am, yeah. what I'm about. So I told one of the attorney I was meeting with, I said, give me a second, I gotta holler at Kenner. So I went over to Kenner. I said, dude, I, I ain't never recorded nothing. I don't know where you got this information from. I, I don't know who's lying to you. Um, but then he says, well, three people said you were doing it. I was like, three people? And I'm looking around. Well, everybody's here. What three people said that? Right, right. And he was quiet about it. And I just I just put him on notice. Um, You, you got the wrong one. I said, I've been coming to this courthouse for for almost two decades strong, and ain't nothing like this ever been uh, on my name. Right, right, right. So then um, he just nodded his head. That was it. And then I went back to my meeting, and that was it. Yeah, that's wild, man. Yeah, you know? it's a little crazy, man. It's the first time I ever met Kenner, and it's under these types of circumstances, being accused of something. But, yeah, it's um, he got a, a court date for February 28th, which I don't think it's, it's going to probably extend after that because yeah. Kenner's also good at – delays mm -hmm. um pushing dates back so i think the 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 goal is to just have tory in in the county jail for as long as they can keep him there while they're doing this whole appeal thing yeah but you know that's la county jail man that just keeping him there gonna get old real fast he gonna get tired of that shit and he gonna say man something <laughs> to give you can't give me bail you ain't gonna do like the rest of us man shit get me to the yard yeah but the difference with tory lanes he's he's not in the la county jail part that you and i would be in mm -hmm. Because he's a celebrity, okay. they Where got him they in go? high power. Okay, single man cell. Yeah, I'm um, leave me alone. Yeah, I got my own TV. I got my own space. Mm -hmm. And everybody on that tier is high power. So I think it's a little bit easier to deal. You're away from all the drama in the LA County Jail. Mm, yeah, to a certain degree, you know. You're a keep away basically. Yeah, pretty much. So keep aways don't really have to deal with none of the drama. Ain't no taking fades. No, it ain't about know. that part. It's just about that. You know, walls don't. You know, you still in prison. You still L.A. County Jail. You not getting better food. You, you know, you still got rats and roaches running around, man. You still got <laughs> the element, homie. You know what I mean? So when I'm, you know, it ain't just so much about somebody pressing you, because really, probably nobody probably would anyway. He ain't did nothing to know. You know what I mean? You know he, you know he don't claim no hood or nothing like that, right? You no. know. So yeah, he. But it's just for that county jail, man, it's just it's just treacherous as for the living conditions. Yeah, well, um, I'd rather, if I was him, I think I, I'm in a good space 
in high power. Are you familiar with high power and what it's like in there? One man cell. Yeah, you know what I mean. And uh, last time I was in a uh, shit. Last time I went to the county jail, you know. And um, funny story is last time I went that we was in a cell hadn't been in damn near fifteen years, twenty years or something. So when I got there, you know, they, we was all in this tank finally because you're going to be in a hundred different tanks. So before they go houses, they was writing letters on people's hands. You know what I mean? And I hadn't been there so long, man. I didn't know. I guess there's some new shit. This dude got an L. That dude got an M. You know what I mean? But I ain't paying no attention because I don't care where I go. You know what I mean? I'm, my bell already in. I hopefully I won't be here too long. So they put an H on my hand and I didn't pay no attention to it. So I seen the little cat saying, hey, man, where you going? Dude, like, I'm going to medium. You know what I mean? Okay, you do say, man, I got an L. Okay, well, you going to go to the dorm. So I looked at my shit. You know what I mean? Still didn't dawn on me what, what, the, what the H stand for, you know? And uh, they called, came, about four or five officers came to the door, called my name, Thornton. I walked to the door, looked at my hand, six of them escorted me on my way. So I'm looking around like, well, I take six officers. Didn't realize, you know, I was going to high security. You know, one man cell, you know, was what it was, you know. Why, why were they sending you there? Bro, I had no idea. I ain't been to the county jail in 20, had been there 15, 20 years. So I'm thinking, do they really keep all the records and tabs on you just like that? You know, for when they classify you in the county jail? I hadn't been in so long, Alex. You know, I figured I was going to, to Disneyland and that motherfucker. You know what I mean? You know, and uh, and uh, shit. They didn't, miss, they, didn't, they didn't forget nothing. I, I don't know if they ran my jacket or ran my whole profile or my prison record. I don't know what they did, you know. Next day, my bell came through. I got up out that thing. So this is after you came home from the feds? Yeah. Okay, so it was just a little something you picked up, a little case you picked up? Uh, uh, basically, you know, somebody, they tried to um, put something on me, but it didn't It didn't work out for them. Okay, so that means they, that they pulled up your, your whole fed history they probably? They had to, bro, to send me the high power homie. You know what I mean? High security. They had to. You know, like I said, I hadn't been in the county jail in, in, since 90, shit, the 90s, you know. But, uh, yeah, that's what happened. Yeah, they don't send everybody to high power, so it had to be something. Had to be something, you know what I mean? But like I say, that my bail was already in. I shouldn't have never even made it to the county jail, you know. I should have been bailed out at the substation at Linwood, you know. And um, But I made it there, and um, that's what it was. Damn, that's crazy. So um, Not to mention, you know, you get to the substation, and usually there a day or two before they, they, that same night they sent me to the county jail. I was like, damn. So how many? How much time did you get to spend in the high power unit? I had just the, the night I got there. I got there say at 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 night, maybe about about eleven at night. Shit, by nine in the morning, I was out of there. Did you get to see who I else was? I didn't see not one person before they racked my gates and, on my bill. You know what I mean? Yeah, they usually keep all the celebrities there. I remember um, the baseball player Lenny Dykstra. Uh, he was putting high power when he was in there. The uh, Mexican mafia guy named um, Lalo Martinez, they kept him in high power. Yeah, but they also got a different side. They got a side for celebrity, and then with Suge, and then was that. Yep. They got a side for the gangbangers, homie. So I was waiting to come out and see, <laughs> you know what I mean, who, who was all on this motherfucking team, you know, on this, in, in this unit. You know what I mean? And uh, so they got a different side. They not going to put Suge and 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 and. and on the side with the or, or Tory Lanes, they wasn't gonna put them on the side with you know the Bonnie Hunters or the Grape Streets or the you know what I mean. It, it is a difference, even though it's all high security. You know what I mean? So well, you know, uh, I, I interviewed a dude named Isaac Pedroza. He's from um, from Lomas originally, Vario Lomas. He told me when he was in high power, 
they had Lenny Dykstra, the baseball player, oh, right yeah, next right to him. Right next to him. Yeah. yeah and he yeah. said they became friends. Hey, man, I'll, yeah. hey, that could definitely happen. And then actually one day um, he called me up. He said he was going to go hang out with Lenny Dykstra, and he came pick me up. <laughs> oh, they was on the street by then. Yeah, they, they yeah, had yeah. already got out, and uh, he actually introduced me to Lenny Dykstra. That dude's a crazy, crazy dude. Uh, he used to play for the Mets. I think he, he got a title with the Mets, but he, he got caught up in some stuff here in L.A., was in a high power. I think Todd Bridges was in high power. I don't remember Todd Bridges from yeah, um, different strokes. Different strokes. Um, he he shot a dude at point blank range like five times when Did he was he? on a crack cocaine binge. Man, I, I yeah, yeah, I remember <laughs> he was on that man. You know, I hated to see him go through that man. And you know who his lawyer was that got him off too? It was incredible. That's the first time I ever said, man, this lawyer is amazing. It was Johnny Cochran? Oh, was it? Okay, okay. He got Johnny Cochran. Uh, the dude that he shot actually testified and pointed. Mm-hmm. Todd Bridges shot me. And he got a not guilty. Somehow he still got away. Yeah, he still got away. So Todd Bridges. I mean, over the years, I think um, Robert Downey Jr. Yeah, Robert Downey Jr. <laughs> uh, there's been quite a few people. So now Tory Lanez is the the latest dude that's probably up there in high power yeah, now. Well, I mean, we somebody gonna hear from him. He gonna you know spit some uh, some out, say how he live and you know what he feel, and it should come out in a minute. Now, what was interesting is he came out in uh, orange an orange jumpsuit, but he had a black do rag on his head. And I thought that was interesting because I didn't know if they let you keep, you know, wear stuff like that while you already in custody. You know what? Like I said, I ain't been there in 20 some years. You know, the store is different. I heard, you know, you don't even have cash on you. Like when I was there, when I was there, you know, we were shooting dice with, with real money. Yeah. You know, big smiley them from eight four swan and them was all, you know, you know, that's how it was back then. And they had a money bag made out of the money bag. Thread. Yeah. Made out of three. You already know. <laughs> but uh, I believe it's cashless now. Yeah, it is. You know, it's been so, cashless yeah, for a minute. Yeah. So like I said, I ain't been there so long, man. I couldn't tell you what's on the commissary, what's not. But I know it's shit is high as hell. You know, um, now let me ask you this, that new phone call situation where they saying that uh, inmates are now should be able to call home for free. Do that is 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 the county jails exempt or is that just for prison? I think that's for prison because uh, my wife has a, a nephew that that called the other day from from uh, the CDC for free. OK, OK. So he, I guess it's a special program now. Yeah, I had wanted to ask somebody who was in there and I ain't got no calls yet, but. I wanted to see, um, is it do they got to sign up on a list or do it, is it a special time of day or week that they get to use the phone? Because it seemed like if it's free, it's much more people that want to use it. How is they managing letting everybody use it? I know back in the day when we was at Jamestown in, in 93, uh, 94, they, um, you had to get on the call list jump on the call list at three o'clock you better be right there to make your call mm-hmm. you know what i mean or you just gonna miss your little 15 minutes so i wonder if there's something similar to that well maybe uh one of our listeners from streets and scholars that uh knows the ins and outs of this new phone system could tap in with us and let us know what that is because that is kind of a new thing that's going on now yeah tap in with us you know? free phone calls that's kind of cool though no nah, no doubt man i mean you know you you want to uh, stay in touch with your family, but you also a burden on them if you, you know, trying to call and, you know, they have to send you the money, you know, so, yeah, that's a good thing. Okay, man, um, I wanted to tap in with a couple of topics here. Um, Young Thug, uh, jury selection has been going on in the Young Thug case. Um, I haven't had really a, a chance to tap in with it. I'm, I'm just going to wait till the actual testimony where the witnesses come. But right now they're just um, they're just picking a jury. Uh, let me just play this clip 
to update everybody what's going on over here in Atlanta with Young Thug. Defendants involved in the YSL RICO case were back in court today. 200 potential jurors completed their questionnaires. Crazy. And the yeah. judge began reviewing if any of the potential jurors should be excused from jury duty. 11 Alive reporter uh, Bo Beth Yates was in the courtroom. So, Bo Beth, how did all of this play out today? Well, the day actually began with the jurors filling out a 37 page questionnaire, asking them everything from what they last posted on social media to how they will um, impact with some of these defendants. And that didn't just end there. The judge, as you mentioned, also heard hardship claims from jurors who said they did not want to serve. Can you tell me a little bit about the what surgery you had? and why you're asking for an excusal at this point? Out of 200 potential jurors present Monday, 122 expressed hardship claims. And today, Judge Ural Glanville considered each of those claims as to why a juror could not serve on the Young Slime Live Rigo trial involving rapper Young Thug and 13 other defendants. And those hardship claims ranged from having childcare issues to concerns about loss of pay. So if you were selected for this jury, um, would that cause you to uh, pay more attention to your financial condition than it would be what's going on in the four walls of the courtroom? And Judge Glanville yeah, made yeah. it clear he's considering <laughs> this case a priority and wanted those involved to do the same. This particular trial started. It takes precedent over any other business you may have. But the hardship claims are only part of the day's process. Potential jurors also filled out a 37-page questionnaire, which included questions ranging from your favorite recreational activities or if you could be fair and impartial to someone with neck tattoos. Now, the questionnaire will become a major part of the jury selection process after the hardship claims have been completed. We're told the judge will not get through all 122 claims filed today, and they'll continue those on Thursday. Now, an additional 400 hardship claims will be reviewed on Tuesday and Wednesday. Live in Atlanta, Bo Beth Yates, 11 Alive News. Man, just picking a jury for this case is going to be, like, time-consuming in and of itself, man. I and, and I think I remember we, we talked about this where we need more black folks doing their civic duty as uh, working on juries. No doubt. But at the same time, you made a great point, though, too, Alex, that, you know, you don't get paid, you know. So, you know, me missing some days of work, bro. I mean, that that hurts, you know, and I'm sure for a lot of other Americans that, you know, work a job and, you know, they don't. I mean, you shouldn't have to take out your savings account to pay your bills because you going on trial for for somebody that, um I mean, you don't got shit to do with it. You know what I mean? So you, you you causing a burden on me, you know, to have to come do this, even though I do understand that we do need more black people to go be jurors. You know what I mean? And um, and um, so I get it both ways. That's the crazy part about it. I get it both ways. Well, um, I don't know how long this jury selection is going to take, but it's also multiple juries, multiple co-defendants. And um, I heard that this trial could take months. No doubt it could, but I'm just tripping off some of the reasons that people are saying that they, they don't want to come. You know what I mean? And, you know, they probably know it's going to be a lengthy trial. They also probably know that, you know, um, the the media and things of that nature is going to be running rampant. So they're going to hear things, you know. Um, but I, I really believe that most of it is financial. Yeah. Um, child care, we heard. Hardship claims. 
I uh, also thought it was interesting. Uh, one of the questions is, can you be fair and impartial to somebody that has neck tattoos? I heard <laughs> that. I heard that. Why, why they just don't pay the jurors, man? You know, why they just don't pay them? I think they pay them, but it's just like some I mean, why don't daily... they pay them uh, something uh, um, almost equal to what they get paid at work? I mean, how do you expect people not to go to work? To Do said take precedence over anything basically else that's going on in your life. Yeah, even though you're not getting paid for even it. Even though you're not getting paid for it, man. I mean, I don't see so many people willing to sign up for that. Maybe it's part of this... Um... Maybe that's part of the system to keep black people off the jury because they know we need our money more than anybody else. No doubt, you know what I mean? <laughs> so it could be a conspiracy all the way around. Yeah, you know? you know, that's a conspiracy that I can definitely tap in with because, um, you know, only white folks could afford to sit out like this. So that's why we look at a jury, we see 12 jurors, and, and we see like 10 white folks. No doubt. And damn, my life is in the hands of these folks. Man. Um, I can't get no brothers and sisters on this jury. No, no doubt. Oh, I understand. They got to take care of their kids. Oh, they don't have any money. Oh, they're not getting paid. So who gets screwed at the end? Hey, you already know. And, um, so, yeah, th it's a trip, man. But um, I'm going to try to, I'm going to tap in with that case once the actual evidence starts. Right, right, right. You know, this is the, the jury selection. That's a whole, that's a whole process yeah. um, that I'm not really paying much attention to. But, um, yeah, that's. That's all I have on the Young Thug case. Um, anything, any, um, anything comes to mind regarding Young Thug's case that that you been wanted to no, tap in I'm with? Just getting pissed off at Gunner making videos and making little. He all on YouTube and he chatting. He, you know, <laughs> and, and uh, like even the day he posted a little thing and say, you know, people out there trying to cause separation. It ain't no separation. They still one. And you know, then he also said, you know, I'm st I'm still from the streets. And all right, bro. Yeah, I saw that, man. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm waiting to get his attorney uh, to come and give us an interview. But he said it, he, he can only do it after the jury is, is selected. Oh, OK. But um, you still stand with what we spoke about almost that two episodes ago, that that statement he gave in court, that that's that was enough to be that put in that no, category. Yeah, huh? No, no doubt. You know, but like I say, people still going to buy his music. The lady's going to still chase him. Man, get off YouTube talking about, man, you still from the streets and all this extra shit, man. Yeah, well, I'm going to wait to see if, if if bro actually comes to court and actually testify. Because I believe, didn't, didn't the lady say in court, if needed, if we need you to come to court, you have to be here? And he said, yes, ma'am, or some shit like that? I'm not sure, but I don't think they're going to need him. I think they got enough. Yeah, they yeah, probably don't yeah, need him. Yeah. All right, man, I wanted to talk about um, DeMar Hamlin, the... Um, what position did he play? Safety? Uh, uh, yeah, corner DB for the Buffalo Bills. Um, apparently, dude is recovering, and he's doing um, better than expected. And um, let's see. This is a report. Let me see if I got a, um, an update on DeMar Hamlin here. Um, well, I know they moved him from Cincinnati. He's back in Buffalo now. So at least he's back home around some, some loved ones and things of that nature. Okay. I don't. I, I thought I had a clip here. Um that about his progress but were you surprised that um i be i believe he's he's on twitter he posted a, a update and they they got him in stable condition no i mean you know we've had people and seen people you know cardiac uh, cardiac arrest basically damn near like a heart attack ain't it and uh so we've seen people come back from uh, from it you know and i'm glad the buffalo bills went on and honored his contract. He had a clause in there where he had some kind of split clause where if he got injured, they, I guess they split the money, you know what I mean? But uh, they gonna honor his contract. It was only for about like 3.64 million. It ain't like he was getting 50, 60 million a year or nothing. But I mean, but he needs 3.64, you know what I mean? And, and um, 
I'm just wondering if he's going to be able to recover to the point to where even if he don't play sports, he can live a normal life. Well, um, let's play this clip of DeMar, DeMar Hamlin's recovery, and then we'll, we'll tap in with that in a second. There we go. Minutes ago, DeMar Hamlin says he's not home just yet, but he's making great progress in his recovery. He also thanked the staff at the Buffalo Hospital where he was transferred to yesterday, and he says he's having more tests and passing. The new doctor is taking care of the 24-year-old, upgraded him to stable condition. The Buffalo Bills' safety spent about a week in a Cincinnati hospital after his heart stopped during a game. NBC News correspondent Jesse Kirsch is in Buffalo, New York for us today. So, Jesse, what do we know about uh, Hamlin's treatment in Buffalo now and, and the next steps for him? Yeah, Aaron, so first off, we know that from his time in Cincinnati to here, he's moved from critical to stable condition, according to doctors. And you saw he was talking about in that tweet, going through testing. One of the things his doctors in Cincinnati expected will continue to happen here is testing to try to figure out what caused his collapse and cardiac arrest on the field in the middle of a football game last week. So that is something that is potentially being looked at right now. And you can see that he said he is still being tested, but he didn't elaborate more on what those tests are for. So it's great news to hear that he's in stable condition. He says he is, or he, he is, according to his doctors in Cincinnati, been able to walk. We know, uh, according to the team, that he FaceTimed with them. So we're, we're hearing that he's been able to talk as well, spend time with family. And doctors say he was even jumping up and down to celebrate his teammates uh, when they had a kickoff return for a touchdown in their first play back since his collapse last week. We also know that since he has now moved here to Buffalo, according to his head coach, Sean McDermott, coach was able to visit with him a little bit yesterday. Here's part of what coach told us about that experience. You know, having him nearby, you can feel, uh, you know, his energy and, and it just feels like he's back where uh, he's back home. You know, he still has obviously some things to go through um, with the medical team and the care that he's under. Um, and we have to handle our business here as well. He would want us to do that. Okay, so, so far, so good. It looks like um, he's definitely going to survive this situation. But it remains to be seen if if bro could play again on that level. Yeah, yeah. We, we, you know, I doubt it. Um, I don't think – I can't even see him passing the physical to be able to um, until they had extensive tests, time that went on, things of that nature. So, uh, yeah, we'll be keep our eye on it. So you think it's a pretty uh, – it's going to be a difficult road for him to get back on that field? Um, I'm just want to see him get back on his feet. You know, regularly, you know, get back to riding his bike, driving his car, you know, going to the bank, you know, dropping his kids off at school if he have any. You know, that's the part I want to see first. You know, the field part, you know, for me, you know, comes later, you know, but um, I just want to see him be regular first before even discussing, you know, some of that nature, playing the ball again. Well, I think because he's already in stable condition in uh, basically in a, in a week, that's a hell of a good sign. I thought that dude would be like laid up in critical condition for for a longer period of time. But since he's already made this much progress, uh, I think it, it's looking good for him. I didn't think he would be uh, be able to play ball, but uh, I, I think maybe he might be back on the field in uh, next season. I don't know. You know, I, I don't think he ever play again. But um, if he chose to get back out there and um, – and risk it, you know, because football is a very, you know, risky sport in general. So um, I, I'm going to see. Now, remember we were talking about that hit? It, it didn't really look crazy. Right. Um, I only saw it from this one angle. Mm. Uh, I was talking to somebody, and they said that if you look at it from other angles, 
you can tell he got hit in the chest pretty hard, but I can only see this one angle, which is sort of like the backside of it. You can't really see what happened to his chest. Did mm. you see the hit from other angles? Um, I can't recall some other angles. I can't, um, but I've just from the, the way that the, the hit was, I've seen a lot harder hits, you know, and, um, Maybe it could have just been in the right, right spot, or maybe it could have been, you know, because you got shoulder pads that come down over your chest. So you can't even hit, you, you know, down here to the under the under the chest plate, under the rib cage is where your pads stop. So he still had pads on, was hit with pads on top of him, and then shocked your heart like that. You know, I believe that that was having more to do with his heart than it did then with the hit. Yeah, that's actually a good point because he got, and, and those pads um, if I remember correctly, when I used to wear them, there was a couple, there's a flat pad. Like there's, I don't know if it's just one piece or if it's a piece and another piece that kind of flaps over that front piece. And they got the pads, got so much technology in them now, man. You know, it's, it's, it's that shouldn't have happened, you know, but it did. And um, I'm sure they running a bunch of tests to see, you know, you know what happened how did it happen but at this moment i still i'm still puzzled yeah they even said in that clip we just listened to that they're trying to figure out the cause and i'm thinking the cause was the hit right it was obviously the hit to the to somewhere in his uh, upper body that caused that i can't think of anything else but hey when when <laughs> when i was in um middle school we used to play this crazy game mm. I, I didn't realize how crazy it is you know until later could have killed somebody but we used to press on people's chest while they stand against the wall mm -hmm, mm -hmm, and used mm -hmm. to knock them out mm -hmm. just within a few seconds you, you knock the person out mm -hmm. and we used to do that shit against the wall and years later i find out man you could have killed somebody Hell doing yeah, that you could have killed somebody i think a little girl came up um in the hospital over there somewhere in one of these states and um and uh, what it is is a lo loss of oxygen. You know, you could lose oxygen into the brain, man, and, and, and pass right on out, you know? Man, it was a stupid game that we played over at uh, John Burroughs. I think one dude just did it at school, and everybody was curious. All right, do me, right, do right, me. Right, right, right. All right, right do, him, do him, do yeah, him. Yeah, yeah, Everybody's yeah. taking turns getting knocked out that's off of a— crazy. But, but if you can if you can get just knocked out like that with a, a hard push on the chest— I'm surprised we don't see this more in football where dudes get knocked out from hit, hits to the chest. You got a point. You got a point, man. It's just, um, you know, thank, thank, thankfully we haven't. But, you know what I mean, you definitely got a point. All right. Well, um, well wishes to DeMar Hamlin. Um, I'm hoping, bro, can uh, get back on that field because I know a lot of people is relying on him and his family and his inner circle. Even though his contract wasn't that fat, I think you, uh, what, what was it, 3 or $4 million? Yeah, yeah, it was 3.6. His salary this year was 825000 but he's, he's, a, he's, a, he's a fairly new guy still in his rookie contract. You know, had he made it out his rookie contract, that's when the big money comes. Yeah. You know, they want to make sure, you know, that first five years you durable and you can, you know, um, play to the level for five years that they want you to play. It didn't used to be like that. It um, used to get big money coming right out of college, but they, they kind of changed that a little bit. Only like the first couple first couple picks, first eight, nine picks going to get some money. The rest of them not going to get money like they used to. So with this guy right here, man, if he could have made it, like I say, outside his rookie contract, then he might have had the big contract with a lot more money guaranteed. So this means that he might have, this situation might have prevented him from ever getting that big contract then. No doubt. You know, it'd be hard to see a team give him a chance, even if he did say he was healthy. You know, some teams just probably don't want to do it just based on, especially 
if they don't come up with what the exact cause cause was, you know what I mean? You know, so at the end of the day, man, you know, unfortunately, the guy may have to go out there, use a degree, you know, um, and, and get him some work, get him a job. Damn, that's that's uh, crazy that um, this happened to him at the age he was at. 24 years old means he was about to finish that that rookie contract and probably get to sign his, uh, you know, bigger money which would have been he probably would have got at least uh three or four or five million per year no doubt on that yeah. second contract right right right, right. but uh, as a rookie uh i think he was a, a second he was a second string too right he was i don't know but that he was making less than a million yeah and um man this just probably ruined his chance for a, a big payday but uh hopefully he'll get back and uh we'll see man uh, uh damar hamlin is in stable condition and uh looks like he's gonna be all right uh, let's tap in with. Uh, I want to tap in with this topic that I guess you covered it on Street. I mean on um, FG Unleashed. You covered this topic of this bro that was getting pulled over by the sheriffs down in Gardena. Oh yeah, that was crazy. And uh, this officer was just mouthing off to him. Actually, let's um before we before you get into that, let me play this clip so people could hear uh, the way. Well, actually, set it up for us and because uh, most of uh, most of our. Uh, People are listening to this. They can't see it. So tell us exactly what it what it looks like. Well, the, um, the guy just sitting in his car. Sheriff rode up on him, opened his door, tried to grab his hand to tell him to get out. You know what I mean? He like, for what? You know, so the one officer pulled out some pepper spray. said, man, you don't get out. I'm going to spray you. Dude, like, get out for what, though? You know what I mean? He said, and they said, like, well, what are you doing? He like, I'm sitting in my car. And uh, so uh, he quickly changed that pepper spray to a pistol. And once he whipped that pistol out, man, they gonna hear the verbal language of what's going on, man. And it was just, it was just crazy, man. The guy was just sitting in his car. All right, let me play this clip right quick. To shoot an unarmed black man while he is parked in his car in Gardena. The sheriff's department released that body cam video in an effort to be transparent. The video has gone viral, sparking public outrage and concern. KTLA 5's Rick Chambers is live in Gardena where it all happened. Rick. Yeah, Pedro, that man that you see in the video there is said to be a rapper whose stage name is Feezy LeBron. Now, this is a, a pretty busy little parking lot here, too. There's two very popular weed dispensaries at the other end, and people are coming and going all the time. Now, this particular man was sitting in his car on his phone when the deputies approached. Take a look. What are you doing? It was just before 6 p.m. on New Year's Eve. Rapper Feezy LeBron is sitting in his car in this Gardena parking lot along Crenshaw Boulevard when passing L.A. County deputies stop right, and you. demand that he get out. Right. I'm just going to spray you. Get out. Get out or you're getting sprayed. Get out or you're getting sprayed. This body cam footage shows one deputy standing off to the right as the other threatens to spray the rapper with a chemical if he stays in the car. Then suddenly it escalates. You take off in this car, I'm shoot you. I'm gonna make it super easy on you. You put this car in drive, you're getting one white to the chest. I don't care what you got, I don't care if you got bull on you, but guess what, bro? Now you gotta deal with it. But if you pull some bull, you're gonna take one to the chest. With his hands raised, the rapper asks, Why do you want to shoot me? You gonna comply or no? Comply with. If you move your hands from right there, you're in trouble. So you're gonna shoot me? I'm sitting in the damn car, bro. At this point, the deputy calls for backup. Move your hands from right there, and you're done. Sorry about the arrest of what, bro? You, got guns you are you are most definitely 1050% the team. 
Feezy is told that if he doesn't comply with the deputies, he'll be arrested and his car towed. He decides to get out. Because right now you already resisted my partner by, by ripping your hand away. Your partner came and opened my damn door by okay. himself. Step out and comply to him. Your partner came and opened my damn door. Newly elected Sheriff Robert Luna, who campaigned on improving community relations, released this body cam footage and a statement today saying in part, one deputy displayed pepper spray, then drew his firearm and used unprofessional language, which later resulted in a complaint filed by the community member. The Sheriff's Department has opened an investigation into the deputy's actions and language. In the end, that uh, man with the wrapper was given a ticket for having a missing license plate. He was not arrested, though. Man, that's crazy what happened to, what's his name, Feezy? Feezy LeBron. Feezy LeBron got done dirty because, um, I'm, and I'm going to put a link to this video in the show notes right underneath this episode, regardless if you're listening to Apple, Spotify, iHeart, there will be a link to this video. Um, I was a little bothered, man, how they just drew down on dude, and he had his hands up the whole time. No doubt, but that's how they do it, Alex. You know what I mean? They roll up on you. They just snatch you up out your car, man. You know, if you ain't got nothing, they let you go, but they done already done violated every right you had. You know what I mean? Don't get me wrong. I do understand and realize that it's other people. You know, it's people out there. bad guys out there. But take me to jail for being a bad guy, you know, or, you know, don't just walk up to me violating every right. You don't know what I am. You know, you don't know if I'm an attorney. You don't know if I'm a cop, my, my, they self or another cop. You don't know what I am. You know what I mean? But this is what's going on with the Los Angeles Sheriff's Department. This is how they carrying it out there. This is how they rock and rolling. So, you know, when people get to talking about, you know, why is it, you know, uh, people always getting shot. This is how it's happening. You know, they're real aggressive. They pushing up on you. They drawing down on you. And hey, man, like you say, dude would have put his hand on the steering wheel, dude would have shot him. Yeah, I was expecting um at the end of the video to say that um, Fiji LeBron was wanted on a murder warrant <laughs> and, um, you know, yeah, trafficking. Yeah, two pistols under the <laughs> yeah. seat. Yeah, no, nah, man. They just gave him a ticket. And they gave, they, they succeed, and then they had to go find something to give him a ticket for. You know what I mean? To kind of make it half-assed legit, you know, and, and, and man, they... That's crazy, homie, but this is what's going on in the inner cities, bro. This is what's happening out here, man, to a young black male driving while black right here in Los Angeles County. You know, this is how it's going. So you tapped in on uh, F F General uh, FG Unleashed <laughs> um, on your YouTube channel on this topic. No doubt. I got a whole video over there that they can go check out, you know, and get my opinion on it, you know, and uh, my unfiltered opinion and, 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 and check it out. But, uh, hey, man, this got to stop. Well, I don't think he's going to have to pay for that ticket. I'm sure that um, the new sheriff, Robert Luna, is going to rip that ticket up and hopefully reprimand those deputies that decided to escalate. You see, this this video is a clear example of how the deputies are not trained in de-escalation. They're trained in escalation. No doubt, you know, because they went, they, 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 they took off fast. You know, threats came quick, you know. Um, couldn't even tell the guy why you even opening my car door while I'm sitting here. It's not illegal to sit somewhere in the car, man, you know, but they make it, you know, to where, man, let me tell you something, man, they make it to where, you know, it's a problem just being around them, you know, because when they jump out on you, they, like you say, they're ripping your door open. They don't, they not ask for license, insurance, registration, appropriate things they should be asking. You know, the guy didn't seem inabbreviated, didn't seem, you know, high, he didn't seem, you know, nothing. So why are you threatening to shoot this man just because, you know, he don't want to let you violate his rights. And this is LA County Sheriff's Department. I think the dude, um, Feezy LeBron, 
conducted himself very calm too. No doubt, but you got to understand that just probably, you know, this shit happens every day, Alex. You know, we get used to it and we think it's normal. You know, and see, that's the, that's the thing about it. And my cousin came out here from uh, Birmingham, Alabama, and um, he rolling around with me. So we happened to hit, go roll through Compton, man, and the police pulled us over, you know. And I can tell from his just his reaction that this ain't how they did it in Birmingham. You know what I mean? And, of course, I'm calm and cool and collective based on I know this is standard operating pr uh, procedure, you know. And it's a shame because um, this shouldn't be. You know, or I shouldn't be so comfortable with, you know, letting them pull you out the car, put you in the backseat, you know, do all these certain circumstances, you know, but I know arguing and fussing and fighting with them. I know where that can lead as well. You know, so at the end of the day, man, you know, a lot of guys from L.A. in the inner city, Los Angeles County, you know, they all going to be calm because this shit happens on a daily, you know, so. I think that uh, deputy that said that if you move. I'm going to shoot. I'm a, I'm, I think he said, I'm going to give you one to the chest. Man, one to the chest, man. I think that officer should just be fired. Man, look, he displayed poor uh, reasoning skills. It, it didn't even have a reason. So, you know, he just, like I said, he escalated that, man. But he's out here doing this every night. You know, he's pulling up on people. He's drawing down. He's you That's a threat. You know, he's threatening people, manhandling dudes. You know, you take this dude out of his car. You know, everything checks out. Let me walk around and see what I can give him a ticket for. So he thought he was smart on or he was being smart on that behalf because, you know, the body cam is think about when he didn't have it, had to have his body cam on. You know what I mean? He was getting away with all this. You know, now he's going to bust you in the ribs or something. And, you know what I mean? Bust you upside the hill with that billy club. And, you know, <laughs> and, 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 you know, you know, you get me. Yeah. It's yeah. amazing that uh, the body cam is to a certain degree an equalizer and showing the, um, the activities of law enforcement, but some like this cop, he didn't care that his body cam was going because everything he did and said, I believe goes against policy of the Los Angeles County Sheriff's Department. But nonetheless, he did it anyways. Let me tell you why, because 90 percent of us wouldn't have filed a complaint. That's you true. Know, the guy, Feezy LeBron or somebody with him or some nearby, somebody filed a complaint and they had to go take a look into the complaint. Um, most of us going to go about our day. We didn't go to jail. We didn't get shot. Man, I got to go get there. I got shit to do. You know what I mean? Which is unfortunate. You know what I mean? If more complaints was filed, more um, police officers can be looked into. But sometimes, man, people are so o uh, overwhelmed with the shit that they got to do in their day. Alex, once I, you know, you undetain me, I'm, I'm out of here. You know what I mean? I got shit to do, you know. Now, but, let me ask you about this filing the complaint because we talked about this before, but I don't mind revisiting it. Mm -hmm. It's it's is it a form of snitching? Um, you know, if you're from the streets, though, me personally, I wouldn't have filed a complaint. <laughs> but yeah. I'm not gonna sit here and tell the next law abiding man or the next person. Period. If anybody, I don't care if he's a gangster, though, Alex. Even if they roughed you up illegally, this shit, this, no, I'm finna tell you, this okay. shit is getting out of hand. Yeah, I wouldn't. Hey, if somebody file, say they filed a complaint because something that a police officer did to him, man, bro, I'm hey hey. It, it's starting to, that's the only way it's going to half-ass get fixed or be brought to the light. If we just keep letting them do shit to us, you know what I mean? It, we'll never get nowhere. We'll never get no justice. You know what I mean? So I would, I didn't feel no type of way about dude filing the complaint just based on, you know, he wasn't doing, I mean, he was seemed like a law-abiding citizen. You yeah. know what I mean? And, um, and, uh, and it wouldn't be, video wouldn't have went viral or we wouldn't get another look into the sheriff's department if the complaint wasn't filed. But why wouldn't you want to file a complaint like that? 
Um, basically, I, I mean, for one, I would have just got out the car because I know what you're looking for. If I'm if I'm clean, I'm talking shit while I'm getting out the car. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I'm talking big shit. You know, I might say some shit insulting, but, I, but I'm clean and, you know, go and do what you... I know what they coming to do. They're looking for guns and dope. Mm-hmm. I've dealt with the, 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 the L.A. County Sheriff's Department since I was 10, 9 years old, bro. <laughs> yeah. I know what they're looking for. They ain't taking you to jail for weed. They want guns and dope. And if you don't have that, man, you know me personally, that's what I was talking about with my cousin. I just got out the car. I know what y'all on. You know what I mean? But but um it it, it was good to see that these uh that these shares was put on blast. You know, so so the people, LA County and the rest of the people around America can see exactly what's going on and how they treating us. I don't have no problem with the dude going to file a complaint. You know, they shouldn't have harassed him like they did. But um it's just like I said, me, I didn't this shit didn't happen so many times. I know the I know how to respond and get it done and over with so fast that, you know, um, I just I just wouldn't have did it. What if they roughed you up on a traffic stop where you did nothing wrong, you had no guns, you had no dope, and then they uh end up giving you a stupid ticket and let you go on your way? Well the thing about it is more or less like Alex, I, I do really believe that and it's and it's rare you see him just pull you out your car and start beating on you. It's usually some words being exchanged. It's usually, uh, 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 you, you, it's something you, it's, it's hard to, you know, they want you to tell them something. You know, if that's the case, hey, tell us who, I ain't telling you shit. And they start hitting me with the billy club, you know, um, you, you know, you also talking about the younger me too. You know what I mean? I definitely wouldn't file a complaint if it was to happen to me tonight. You know what I mean? I probably still wouldn't file a complaint. You know what I mean? I would take it on the chin and shit, you know, and. And um, going about my business. I'm definitely filing a complaint. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't mad at you, shit. In fact, I filed I a complaint. I ain't mad at you, shit. I actually remember a complaint I filed. I got pulled over by a, a well-known officer named uh, Officer Flowers, a mm-hmm. light-skinned brother, LAPD. Actually, I heard he's resting in peace now, but this was about a decade ago. Bro pulled me over on Washington and said, you was speeding, Alex. I said... I wasn't speeding flowers. Yeah, you was. I said, no, I wasn't. Yeah. And then he said, just 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 admit it that you were speeding and I'll leave. I said, what kind of game you playing here? Yeah. I'm not admitting to nothing. He said, you were speeding. I said, I wasn't. All right, I'm giving you a ticket. And then he goes, gives me a ticket. I went right to the um, police station. I said, Officer Flowers is harassing me like yeah. he, he does that. He's known for right, right, harassing. Right, right. He got priors. Yeah, he got a lot of priors. He's been harassing me. He said I was speeding. He he, And then I even put in the report. He told me to admit that I was speeding and right. he wouldn't give me the ticket. The lady watch commander, she came out and she looked at the ticket. She ripped it up. She said, don't worry about this yeah, ticket. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I heard uh, recently that uh, Officer Flowers has passed. Um, but... He he wasn't a good officer. I mean, it's a lot of now. You know, I hate to speak bad on the dead, but no, I got you. But you know, but he was a bad officer. Yeah. Um, I know other brothers that knew him that were cops. I know other uh, black cops that knew him, and they always say he was a cool dude. But not when he was pulling people over, he wasn't a cool dude. So um, I filed a complaint against him, and then I filed a complaint against uh, Southwest the in 2019 where I got pulled over, and I got it on dash cam. Uh, I, I posted it on Street TV. You mm-hmm. can see that one. I got pulled over for absolutely no reason, handcuffed and everything, and that rep- that complaint didn't go anywhere. Yeah, so I understand yeah. why some people don't complain because it don't go anywhere. Right, right, right. But um, the, that complaint though I did against Flowers, it got me out of that ticket though. Well, see now with these body cams though, body cams wasn't around back then. 
You know, you filing the complaint is your word against theirs. With the body cam now, once that body cam is activated, you know, the situation goes sour. Then you file, now you file a complaint. It may actually have to get visited just based on you have footage to say, to, to, to back up your claim. Yeah. You know, coming up, coming up in the streets, you know, wasn't no footage to back up nothing. So um, it's cool that she ripped up the one. You know, I know. Yeah, yeah. Nah, because they know the officers. That was amazing. No, nah, they know who they, they know they peoples. I man. had no proof. I just went in there saying yeah, what I said. Yeah, but they, they, they know they peoples, man. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, that's, um, that's interesting. So tap in with FG Unleashed to get your whole uh, analysis of... Of that, uh, I would say an assault. That's an assault. <laughs> Even though bro didn't get shot, that's still yeah, an assault against yeah. uh, Feezy LeBron. And uh, if you're listening, Feezy LeBron, tap in, man, and come on Streets and Scholars and tell us what uh, what, what went down, man. I'd love to uh, to interview you. And then uh, hey, we got one more story here. It's another cop story, man. This is this is a crazy cop story. This is a small little town in Tennessee. What's the name of this town, man? Um, Lagrange. Lagrange Police Department in Tennessee. Lagrange is that near Nashville or Memphis? Um, I'm I'm not even yeah. sure if I'm pronouncing this right, but let me get the name of this uh, city, this town, right? Laverge. La, La oh, okay. Lavergne, L-A-V-E-R-G-N-E, Lavergne mm-hmm. Police, Tennessee. They had this one officer named Megan Hall. That uh, she was fucking the whole police department, man. Yeah, man Megan was swinging, man. I'm talking about. You know, um, the disappointing thing is, what five officers were arrested? I mean, uh, uh, fired? No, well, well, that she she had sex with six different officers. Mm-hmm. Four were fired. Four were fired, including two, including a detective and a sergeant, including a detective, two sergeants. Damn. And and the sergeant was black. One of the sergeants was black, and one of the det- and the detective was black. And the officer, the the female officer that was getting her freak on was a white officer. Man, that coochie wasn't that good, bro. You know what I mean? They it had done, to look, be look, if it had look. six dudes. Man, they done <laughs> lost pensions probably, lost more for retirement funds. You know, you fired from the job. But I just didn't think you could be fired because she didn't file no complaint. She didn't file the complaint. No, nah, the, the, what, the mayor got a tip? Or? The mayor got a tip. He, mayor. Pro- man, he probably had the tip of his thing up in that day. <laughs> he, did, he didn't want to get busted, but... Mary was hating and uh, got a tip from somebody, but nobody was this. It was it wasn't a problem. Like it it wasn't it wasn't nobody got the fighting on the job. It was nothing like that. No, everything was going smooth sailing until uh, word got out that this woman was having sex with six, six different dudes. And Megan Hall, the female officer, was married. She was married. She did say she was in an open relationship. I do know that one of supposedly one of the couples she was supposed to allegedly, you know, have some uh, uh, a swinging um, situation going on with uh, the wife that didn't like it. But she kept the relationship going with the with the, the male officer. Um, I just didn't know if it wasn't a problem or nobody arguing and fussing and fighting at the job. I just didn't know. But they did say that they was having some uh, sex capade while on duty. But I just didn't know you could get fired for, you know. Well, look, I know a lot of officers, they, they be having sex on duty and they don't get in trouble for right, it. Right, right. This is nothing new. I remember when we, when I was covering the um, Oscar Grant case where um, the, the brother that got shot in the back by uh, BART officers up in Oakland, it turns out that two officers, we learned this in the trial, two officers that responded to the scene were involved in a sexual relationship. So this shit, this shit is not new. 
But for her to be involved with six different men in this department, man, that's that's got to be unusual, though. No, it got to be. And I was just over here. That's why I was like smirking like, you know. That's like fucking six dudes from the same hood. I mean, you know what I mean? You know, it's, it's, it is. you couldn't go to the next hood though. You couldn't have, you know, if you from, you know, you couldn't go to the very, you couldn't hit three over here and three over there. Like she couldn't hit three in this department and go to the next department and knock three down over there. But it was, it was, it was, hey man, she, she, she was a freak for sure. Hey man, the city of Lavergne must be real small. Let me play a little clip uh, out of Tennessee on this story right here. Let me see here. Here we go. Shocked and disappointed, that's the word from one city leader as several Laverne police officers are off the job, all linked to a sexual misconduct scandal. Good evening, I'm Vicki Yates. And I'm Rory Johnston. Yeah, tonight, News Channel 5's Nick Barris shares the very latest developments as this investigation continues. Several Laverne police officers here are caught up in something of a scandal. Everything from inappropriate sexual conduct, sexual harassment, lying, and word is, that's not the end of it. Shocked and overall disappointed with uh, our police department and what's, what's happened. Newly elected Alderman Kara Hobbs says since the story broke on Friday, she's been flooded with constituent calls. It's been really frustrating from a leadership standpoint to have citizens' questions and concerns regarding this, and I'm learning the details right along with the general public. Here is what we know. An internal investigative report documents explicit and graphic detail of officers involved in sexual misconduct, some of it happening while on duty and on city property. Five have been fired. Patrol Officer Megan Hall, Patrol Officer Juan Lugo Perez, Sergeant Lewis Powell, Detective Seneca Shields, and Sergeant Henry Ty McGowan. Three others have been suspended, K-9 Officer Larry Holliday, Patrol Officer Patrick Magliocco, and Patrol Officer Gavin Schoberl. Hobbs says details of the investigation made public so far have shaken public confidence in the PD. There's definitely going to be a, a time period where we're going to have to really emphasize rebuilding the trust of our, our community. Yeah. Police Chief Chip Davis issued a statement saying, in part, the actions of a few do not represent the entire department. The situation will be addressed internally and that counselors are being brought in to help officers. He also says there is sufficient staff remaining to cover all patrol shifts. All right, man, that's a that's a wild story there. I guess the name the way you pronounce that town is Laverne. Yeah, um, I'm a little like um, I'm kind of like mixed on it. Um, I feel like if whatever people are doing in their private life, that's their private life. But at the same time, your private sexual life should be by, led by a level of responsibility. Like so, this woman Megan Hall was reckless to me. You reckless fucking six different cops. I mean, fucking six people yeah. just in, at the same like during the same time, right. like during the same month or whatever. That's just out of control to have six partners at once. But I know there's a lot of people out there that say, "Hey, Alice, why are you tripping?" Yeah, no, you right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, you know, I'm, 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 I'm not even one, but I'm gonna be like, "Yeah, Alex, I know they saying you tripping." You know what I mean? You know, let live and let live is what a lot of people gonna say. But at the same time, um, for it to be a department the size that it is, you know what I mean? It's not like it's the Los Angeles County Jail where you have a thousand officers. You know what I mean? And you make him wiggle. Between the six, I'm not even going to speak on her um, um, promiscuous, you know, behavior. But at the same time, you know, I believe this, this 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 department was too small to be carrying it like that. Yeah, um, it, it's crazy. You know what I mean? I just, 
I mean, I just didn't think they could be fired for it. You know, even though I know uh, Maglioco, he told, he 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 definitely patrolman. I think his name was Paul Maglioco. He told, yeah, he spilled the beans, man. But once you get these people in some of these situations, they're going to tell. Yeah, Patrick Maglioco was able to keep his job, but he got suspended. He's a white dude. And Larry Holiday was able to keep his job. He was suspended. But Sergeant Lewis Powell, who's black, was fired. And Detective Seneca Shields, who was black, was fired. And uh, hey, I'm going to put some pictures of, uh, I'm going to put a picture of this girl, Megan Hall. I call her a girl because she looks real young. Yeah. Um, and, and I want y'all to let me know what y'all think about her. You know, how, how, how you know, w w would you hit it? You know? <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, obviously these six guys uh, enjoyed passing her around and tossing her up. Well, I mean, she was a flipper, Alex. You yeah. know, you got to respect her profession <laughs> on what she was on, man. You know, you know. I guess when they see the picture, they'll see that maybe she didn't have a lot of boyfriends or people that were, uh, you know, on her like that when she was young. You know, she come from a small town or maybe, you know, or maybe, you know, that things, uh, you know, uh, sleeping with the, the buddy, the friend, the cousin is nothing big to her. You know, like I said, I'm not finna knock her on that aspect, but I'm just going to speak on you know how the two black dudes got fired you know it, it was some other races got fired as well but i just didn't think this was a fireable offense i believe at the end of the day you know if you fired her you know what i mean because she was the the common denominator if you fired her i mean i still wouldn't agree with it but i could be like okay but the fire you know four or five people just because they was you know, fornicating and, you know, uh, I just, I, I don't believe that should be a fire offense, fireable offense. Now, um, all these people, like, we lost the trust of the police. To, they were still doing their job. Yeah. They just were freaking <laughs> doing, they getting their freak on. You know what I mean? I believe you call them same officers to a, 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 to assist you in something. They would show up and do their job, you know. Um, but, uh, nah, they got their ass up out of there. Well, here's the uh, the penalties that, that uh, the HR said, uh, Human Resources said that they violated sexual activity while on duty, sexual harassment, conduct on becoming an officer, and lying during the course of the investigation. Of course, everybody going to lie about, right, you know. Right, no doubt. Um, the sexual harassment, I think it comes in when people of different ranks are having sex with each other. That's why they say don't, don't do it because you don't know if a lower rank person is only having sex with the higher rank person out of intimidation and right, force. Right. And I do understand that, yeah. yeah. Um, and, you know, I worked worked at university for years and they tell us like it's an absolute no, no having sex with students. Right. Right. Even right. though the students are adults. Right. Right. And even though the professors might um, get along with certain students, I've seen relationships actually pop off. I know a couple that got married, uh, a professor student ended up mm -hmm, getting married. Mm -hmm. But the, the dean is against any sort of relations like that because right. of the power dynamic. Exactly. So uh, I can understand that part. You still have that power dynamic in law enforcement because you're dealing with sergeants, lieutenants, sergeants, captains, yeah, right. and then your average officer. Right. So um, I, I, I see how they can how they don't want this happening. Let me ask you this. Um, Sergeant Powell, uh, detective uh, was a Seneca or something like that. Can these guys still obtain a job? And with another police department. Oh, absolutely. They can get hired somewhere else. This okay. isn't like, um, I mean, they got officers that have violated uh, shooting guidelines against people, killing unarmed people that get rehired okay, <laughs> at okay. other departments. So these people can clearly get um, hired again. So I'm hoping uh, Detective Seneca Shields, who was the black detective, and uh, Sergeant Lewis Powell, and then, of course, Officer Juan Lugo, the only Latino of the group, 
and Sergeant Ty McGowan, I, I would anticipate all four of them will be hired in another department probably in the next year or so. But, um, hey, man, this kind of reminds me of the whole Megan the Stallion and Tory Lanez thing because we have, you know, there's fucking going on, mm-hmm. uh, all different angles. Tory's having sex with with Megan behind Kelsey's back. He's, he started having sex with her first. And then Kelsey learns that we learn that Kelsey actually has a had a boyfriend, and then mm. Megan has a boyfriend, and Tori's trying to hit his is hitting both of them, trying to hit Kylie, mm-hmm. and it just created a, a recipe for disaster. No doubt, Alex, but we, some of us grew up like that, bro. You know what I mean? And people can look down on it, people can frown upon it. You know what I mean? And uh, and uh, you know, even you, it. it some some of us just grew up swinging, bro. You yeah. know, and it, it was it was normal to us. You know, uh, we knew he was crossing the line on a lot of things. You know, but 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 it, we didn't take nothing. We didn't, you know. So it was, you know, everything was consensual. It just just how it was. You know, was it was it a scandal involved? Definitely. You know, but that's just how you know, especially some of the dudes in the hoods, because there's only so many bras, You know, in in in, in the hoods and the surrounding hoods. You know, um, but um, the people's emotions that get get um involved in this and you don't know how someone's going to react you don't know how hurt someone's going to feel how angry they're going to get and and that's the the unpredictable part of it oh no i've seen it go all bad in certain situations i've <laughs> yeah. seen you know i mean real bad you know and you know because you also dealing you know because i take it to the hood level you know you're dealing with hood chicks they'll come stab you as i mean they you know i've seen a lot of things happen you know and uh but i do understand the dynamics and i don't care where you at alex in the hood in the white house you know what I mean? There's gonna be some fucking going on, bro, and and that's just the nature of the beast. You know, they just not getting caught. They just not all over the news with it. They're able to be professional enough because this shit is going on somewhere else, bro. Right now, as we speak, it's just they not getting caught with it. Yeah. You know what I mean? And also the and in this in this case over in in Laverne, Tennessee, they was also um, sharing. Uh, you know, uh, photos and naked pics and right. all that crazy stuff uh, in the workplace environment. So, uh, you know, that that is definitely going to be problematic when you have an employer um, and you guys is uh, fucking on the job right. and then sharing uh, explicit photos with each other. Uh, you know, eventually this was going. Well, well, let me ask you this, you know, because I would honestly want your opinion on this, Alex. You get a job, you happen to like a girl on the job. You know, technically it wasn't no uh, rule against it in the field that you were in. You know, you had sex with the girl, y'all had sex a few times. You come to find out that somebody else see how she lo- looked at you one day, tap you on the shoulder and say, bro, don't get too serious. You know, and you like, you know, what do you mean? And you find out that she had been having sex with six other people at the job. What's your reaction at that moment? Uh, I would be a little... Um pissed i'd be pissed at myself that i didn't even know that you was this type of chick because mm-hmm. usually i'm a good judge of character mm-hmm, i mm-hmm. usually could tell a hoe when i meet a hoe <laughs> right right you know you can't really trick me yeah, yeah if you a yeah. hoe i'm gonna figure it out figure it out uh. but if uh if she was doing that i'd be mad at myself first and then i cut her off oh no doubt you know what i mean <laughs> but at the same time that's dangerous nowadays bro what shit it's always been you know uh that's dangerous you know and um but uh, but yeah, it's possible. It's highly possible. Look, it's highly possible that people are doing this shit and and, and finding out too late, you know, that this what it is. But that's a that's a unique situation, man. And and it's far from funny just based on because they got fired. I hate to see people lose <laughs> yeah. their they bread, you know, over some coochie. That's what I hate to see. You know what I mean? 
I wonder if they could appeal it and get their job back. But it, it's it's in the it's in the policy. It's in the manual that you can't be doing none of this stuff. You know? No doubt. You know what I mean? And I wouldn't even I, I believe they may not even try. I'm going to tell you what could happen. Some of them could finally eventually leave this small town, go somewhere, man, have a prosperous right life and be way better off. Just just emotionally, physically, financially and say, damn. Why didn't I make this move 10 years ago? You yeah. know what I mean? I mean, all those things are possible, you know. Um, but, uh, yeah, we definitely got to check back in on that. The, the department said that these items are offensive, inappropriate, and can lead to a hostile work environment for other employees. What do you think about that? Um, it could, you know, it could lead to, um, I'm going to tell you what it's going to lead to, jealousy. You know, because it's a couple dudes who found out that she was promiscuous, found out that she, you know, had that fire head and <laughs> they couldn't get none, you know, because she already had the circle that she had moving around in a circle. So they were pissed that they couldn't get none. Even um, um, the one guy, Maglioco, Patrick, you know, Patrick lied at first, you know what I mean? To say that he wasn't he wasn't in on it. And then uh, once they showed him a little evidence, he came and spilled the beans about everything. But it's some guys in that department that because they weren't getting any, they was the ones who probably spread more rumors than the guys who was. And I really can't hate on um, on Shields, uh, Detective Seneca Shields, because when he was asked during an investigation, he said, and I quote, I ain't never had sex with Megan Hall. <laughs> but then later he admitted that she had performed oral sex on him while on duty. While on duty, so, man. Uh, that's but, what got him. Yeah, that's what got him. But, hey, when, when I was a professor at uh, Cal State Dominguez Hills, I had this girl that was beautiful. She mm -hmm. sat right in the front row, and she had a nice body. She was sexy, everything. And then after the very first day of class, she came up and spoke to me, and she was just very flirtatious. Mm -hmm. And I was like, man, this is going to be a problem. Yeah. So then um, the, about a week later, after class, she came up to me and she said, I saw you looking at my ass. And I was like, whoa, I'm the professor here. You're right, right, right. supposed to be talking to the professor like that. She said, yeah, but I saw you looking at my ass, Alex. I was like, whoa, we on a first name basis Right, now? right, right. So I was like, look, um, this ain't going nowhere. I don't even know why you're coming at me. So when she started doing this to me, I thought it was like a setup. Right, right. I was like, the university is yeah, testing yeah, me. They, yeah. sent, they sent this cop in here. Yeah, yeah. So then like for the next couple of weeks, she was just on me. And then one day she says, look, I'm going to drop your class. I was like, why? She's, oh, this is what I told her. I said, look, if you're really interested in me, wait till the class is over, wait till the semester's over, and then holla at me. And she said, um, no, well, I'll just drop the class right now. I'm going to drop the class. If I drop the class, is that okay? I said, no, I don't want you to drop the class. Take the class. So for this whole semester, this girl was on me. She was in my office. She was just walking with me across campus. And then at the end of the semester, I said, uh, so what's up? And then she said, I'm not interested no more. <laughs> but I thought she was a plan initially. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I, I kept away from her. And, um, you know, there's professors that do it. Oh, no, no I'm, doubt. I mean, I know these professors personally. Yeah, yeah, you know, we all no sit doubt. around the table and, and talk about these crazy stories. Yeah. But I always feel like if it's it's too risky for me to do anything like that. I mean, you know, yeah, it is. But, you know, it's it's, it's, it's in every profession, man. Yeah, it is. You know, it's from 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 college professors to prison guards. You know, this thing go. <laughs> yeah. Hey, you know what I mean? This thing go go around, bro. So. Um, I just like I say I'm gonna go back to I, I I won't even judge her that ain't what I'm into man. Ooh, Megan Hall Megan she, Hall she's not look, getting judged Nah man she ain't getting judged she wanted to be a a a, a, 
a thought, you she know. Was getting I mean? tossed up by six officers. She was having a damn good time. She probably was happier than me and you, Alex. You know <laughs> what I mean? She probably coming to work every day with a smile on her face, man. Oh man, you know. But I bet them, she's regretting it now. Oh, no doubt, no doubt. And and that's why I say I ain't gonna beat her up because I know they she she and them are beating up themselves. Uh, one dude, I believe it was Larry Powell. His, his his wife say he can't see the kids no more, and you know, and and shit, he probably headed for divorce as well as no job. Um, shit didn't work out well as of right now for him, you know, and, um, <clears throat> you know, bro, so I ain't gonna make no fun of him because I know they finna suffer some hardships. But wasn't, uh, the husband, I guess, in an open relationship, so he, he shouldn't trip on this because he probably knew his wife was, was, uh, you know, active like that? Uh, no, I, oh, you, I, no, I'm not talking about, uh, Megan's husband. I'm talking about the, one of the sergeants, oh, his okay. wife. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, his wife is, you know, says it's going to be a problem. And, um, you know, so, hey. Oh, yeah, because now we didn't even talk about that. The wives of these other officers. The wives of these other officers. You know, bro. they're pissed and, and, yeah, and no you doubt. just hurt their feelings. Yeah. And you don't know if one of these wives is going to show up with a pistol in her hand and get to busting on somebody. Yeah, man, real talk, is, and it really can happen. Yeah. I, I, let me say this, it has happened. It has Somewhere, happened. Somewhere, <laughs> some, it has happened, you know, so. So that's why I kind of like, um, I, I kind of talk a little bit about this in a way that, that uh, people need to be a little bit more responsible, but everybody says I'm too old. I'm getting called the old man around here, man. <laughs> but I mean, I, I understand that people want to have their fun and do their thing, but damn, six, six motherfuckers. Oh, no, I got you, bro. Six I feel dudes. you. No, I feel you. I ain't, you know, co-signing for her. I'm just saying I ain't going to get on her helmet right now, but I'm the same way. Like, damn, when I just, you know, in my mind, I'm like, damn, she was swinging. Yeah, she was. But, she uh, was. but, but no doubt, you know, um, but it's definitely going to hurt some families, bro. It's going to be some kids 20 years from now to say, Dad, you broke up our family. Yeah, and then you're embarrassing the you know, kids, You You too. get what I'm saying? Yeah. It's going to be, you know, kids at school going to be clowning you. You know what I mean? You know, your dad fucking with prostitutes. And, you know, they going to say every bad thing they can say. You know what I mean? So um, it, it, it takes a toll, man, on, on, on the family. All right, well, I'm, I'm going to post a couple pictures uh, on the Instagram page. Make sure you tap in with street.and.scholars we're gonna we're gonna put pictures of all these officers on there <laughs> especially the one we didn't even talk about this but uh apparently uh some he told investigators that hall which is the female cop told him about powell had a big black dick and claimed that she had performed a sex act on them while the pair were in the clock I don't know what that means. Uh, we're on, oh, we're, we're on, on the, the clock. clock. Yeah, we're on the yeah, clock. Yeah. So I'm gonna put a link to this article, and then I'm gonna post some of these photos at the at the Instagram page street and street dot and and dot scholars, and uh, tell the people where they could tap in with you on your video that you did on um, Brodak just uh, almost got killed by the sheriffs, man. Oh no doubt. Come hey, come check me out over there at FG Unleashed. Also, come over there to uh, F General One on Instagram on both channels. Hey, give me subscribe. You know, hit that notification bell. Hit those like buttons, man. And if you're uh, listening to us on the Apple Podcast, why don't you uh, go on and uh, click that link right there and leave us a comment, leave us a review, and uh, we'll read that comment on the, on the air. And if you're listening on different platforms, iHeart, Spotify, Google, make sure you're following Streets and Scholars Podcasts. And tap in with me, Alex Alonso 101. I'm on Twitter and Instagram. Follow me there, Alex Alonso 101. 
And of course, I post all the video content from this podcast and other interviews I do at Street TV on YouTube. And thanks for tapping in with another fire episode of Streets and Scholars.